0: Hello, Jay here. If I could ask, could you give us a little five-star rating in Apple Podcasts? Go on, please. It won't take long. You can just do it now. That'd be lovely. And share the podcast. Tell your friends. Appreciate it. And on today's show, we're talking to James Stewart from Vertigo Video Productions. British Lord James arrived in Thailand in 2009 after a career in TV, movies and corporate video. From videoing medical procedures in Bangkok to filming Phil Tufnell on the beach at Coconut Island, James has and is taking Vertigo Video Productions to great heights. Mmm, great heights. Funny. James is super, super cool, very chilled out, and has a super interesting story about his journey to Phuket. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, mate. Hi, Russell. How are you, buddy? It's not about you. Oh, okay. Who is it about today? James. Who's James? James from Vertigo Video Productions. Is he here yet? You can say hello
0: to him if you like. Hello, mate. Hello, gents. How are you? Um, James, I didn't give you your proper title.
2: You are James... Lord... Lord James of Manor, Berkshire. <laughs> in the there United we go. United Kingdom. Founder, <laughs> Managing Director of... Vertigo Video Productions. Is that what you
0: call yourself, founder and managing
2: director? No, I just say I just say the MD. But you know, I do a bit of everything. But, but do
1: you uh, call yourself Lord James? Yes, actually, yes. <laughs> and why not? I mean. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, as long as no one queries it, we're all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> when did you get to Phuket?
2: Um, about 12 years ago. Um, sorry, actually, no. Thailand was 12 years ago. I've been in Phuket for 10. Okay. So I lived in Bangkok for the first two years, uh, and then got summoned down here.
1: Right, like for
2: work reasons Ooh.
1: and what, what summoned Employment. you to Thailand in the first place uh,
2: well I've been here on holiday um, about 8 times first time, I, first time I came over was 2004 um, that fateful tsunami year mm-hmm. um, and I came over here on holiday I was 24 years old uh, I wanted to get away from my, my work in London and, and chill and party and enjoy my 50 pence uh, beers per pint which yeah. never actually existed it was a myth <laughs> uh came over and uh, did a month bangkok samui phuket
1: do you remember any of it
2: um no excellent no. well i do remember my first night the <laughs> intimidation of my first night in bangkok <laughs>
1: um
2: because i literally landed at don wang airport it was before swanabum even opened um and i didn't even know that bart was the currency i had nowhere to stay i remember landing standing up and this guy saying to me so uh, where are you staying then i said i haven't got a clue so i walked through the terminal and said give me a room and it ended up being at the taipan hotel which is right around the corner from a place called soy cowboy <laughs> which i'd never heard of and i've still ever been to to this day um,
0: <laughs> for the listener yeah, yeah. the <laughs> eyes were rolling yeah <laughs>
2: um yeah but basically i checked in and said to this guy at reception she said hello so wh- wh- what would you like to do it was 9 p.m and i said i'd like to get some food and uh, maybe a beer and he said i suggest you just go outside the front door
1: left. <laughs> turn right
2: turn right again and i said okay and literally this is how much i knew about thailand i was wearing a sweatshirt and i walked down the road and after about two minutes i walked straight back to the room and i took off my mns v-neck <laughs> uh sweating And uh, I I headed back down to um, this place called Soy Cowboy, which was absolutely crazy. I was so intimidated that this guy walked towards me up the pavement with a bird on each arm. Sorry, a woman on each arm, Jade.
0: uh, (laughs) We can say birds. It's
1: all right.
2: Well, yeah, I was was getting carried away. Are you
1: sure it was a woman?
2: Uh, Well, I don't know. (laughs) I do do remember what I said to this man, which is just ultimately cringy. Because I was 24, didn't know what I was doing seriously. And I said to him, excuse me, if I... um, if I go down that, that road there where those bars are, do I uh, <clears throat> have to partake in, you know... The, Whatever these, happens. Yeah. yeah, the extracurricular. And he just looked me up and down and he said, you could do what you want, mate. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I I ended up sitting on a bar right on the corner of Soy Cowboy, just going, what the hell is this? And uh, that was my first night ever here. And to answer your original question, I came here eight times on holiday uh, and realized this was, this was just the cool place to be. You know, it was... Um, I was under a lot of stress and pressure, I guess, in, in the UK with work and things. And I wanted, to, I wanted to come over here. Um, I remember joking about it years ago, saying Phuket was the ultimate destination for living. I used to come over here and check the property listings and think there's no way that's ever going to happen. Um, but yeah, I'd made the plunge in 2009, 12 years ago, flew over um, and looked for work.
1: On that first holiday... <sighs> Yeah, well, unpa- first, unpack it all, Russ. Well, no, well, did did you pack? <laughs> so mm. I mean, I mean, I get the whole, you know, just got on a plane. Mm. Thought was it was it a case of you planned to come to Thailand or spin mm. the globe? Stop. Okay, that's where I'm going. Because yeah. you came here very naively. Just mm. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going to go somewhere. Was that?
2: Uh, well, no, it's because I was working. Uh, I was working in a on a TV show, which is my my um you know my experiences in T V and film before I came over here. And I was working in this studio on a kids' TV show and and this guy Tim who's the sound engineer would every couple of days just ramble on about Thailand. He was like Thailand is the best place in the world. Right. The beers are 25p a pint. Um, lovely people, warm weather, beaches, you just have to do it. Just after the after we've wrapped this show, go. It's the best thing ever. And I kind of just said, right, I'm going to then and that's Sweet. exactly what I did. And there was someone else in the studio. I think it was a chauffeur, actually. And he, he was going on about it as well. And I thought, this is insane.
0: You had a chauffeur at 24? Yeah, no, not
2: my chauffeur. Oh, okay. He yeah. uh, was a, Just a, a chauffeur. Yeah. Just yeah, a general, the, just a random chauffeur. Yeah. Just walking well, he well, is a lord. I that's mean... Yeah. Yes, yeah, no, I, yeah. My, no, my chauffeur is outside bake now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no so I, that was what it was I decided to go for a month and <laughs> that, I, that was 2004 that was, was
0: 2004. the first so that was a month you decided to go yeah, for yeah
2: December 2004 Hit, yeah Samui Phuket and Bangkok
0: and at 24 had you done any travelling before that
2: had I um
0: Magaluf
1: I, Ibiza no
2: no I've done, never done anything like that I went to Japan for uh, 10 days earlier that year that was it um my, my mate's a teacher or was a teacher in Tokyo Right. So I went. I went there and did that. And but just you never
0: did any of the the lads kind of right, so no, this, w- no. Where are you from in the UK?
2: I'm from Maidenhead in Berkshire. Okay, down so the road from Windsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say in the poshness yeah. then. Yeah,
0: Hence yeah. the Lord. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But you'd never been on a, like a little lads' holiday to the like Ibiza or Magaluf or no, never. Lorette De Mar. I,
2: no, I haven't. Okay. Um. So Thailand no, and
0: Japan not. were your first real kind of.
2: Yeah, they were. Yeah, I've been, I've been all over the world, but, and places I've visited are just the places I've genuinely wanted to go to. They're, they're you know, they're massive, epic destinations. You know, like LA, Arizona, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is all part of a fly drive in America. Yeah, you know, do the Grand Canyon, go down there, go down. You the don't Va- muck Vegas around, strip. do you? No. No. You
0: know, you're not, not going to Southend-on-Sea down to pier, are you, <laughs> no, for never, a weekend? Never been to Southend-on-Sea, <laughs> Never leave it. right, mate. No. Um, well, you should do it. It's got the longest pleasure pier in the world. Thank you very much. Has it? Yes. 1.3 miles long. Man, that's on the list. Bang. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Um, okay, so let's break it down. When You, you said you were working for a, a, a TV. Ooh. So that's your background is Ooh. TV and video. Yeah. What was, Ooh. or what not what, how did you get into that and why did you get into that?
2: Um, well, television, specifically live television, was always my interest as a teenager. I always knew what I wanted to do. Um, I can remember even at school, uh, Mr. Gilbert saying to everybody, what do you want to do when you when you uh, grow up? And one of my best friends next to me, Graham, he said, I want to be a marine biologist. And I was like, what the hell is that? You know? uh, and I, I said, I want to be a cameraman. And, and they all looked at me and went, that's, that's a bit of a strange thing. And I said, well, I, I want to be behind a camera in a live studio setting. And that was it. And okay, stop. Hold on. Yeah.
0: Where did that idea come from?
2: Um, Don't I, say porn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I want to get... Well, we will get to that <laughs> in a little while. There is a story there. Okay, come up with an answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've had time to yeah, think now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks for that. Um, That's all right.
0: Well, Because, no, for my, my point being is I've always wanted to be into TV or entertainment in, into yeah, some aspect. Yeah. And, and obviously I didn't and just managed to get on radio in Phuket, which... It's probably my, my... Is that where we peaked? Well, yeah, that was my <laughs> peak. Um, but I wanted to be in front of the camera, obviously, you know, and be the star. You don't often... And I can understand why your friends looked at you and went, what the... Mm. What's that all about? Mm. Okay, maybe being a nature photographer or videographer or doing nature programs, I can maybe understand. But to say you just want to be a live show cameraman is a bit...
2: Yeah, it, well, it, it. my interest sparked with... With live, but actually anything to do with filming at all um, i 've always been fascinated by how you can literally just put a story together with 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 moving image and how you c- you know emotions can be can be driven with music, things like that mm-hmm. um, and and also you know film is forever as well. life goes so quickly and it 's the same with photos. you could just take one frame, a photo frame, or twenty five frames in a second video film. And you have literally... Te- technical talk over there. There you go. <laughs> and you've captured it forever and it's never going to disappear. It's permanent.
0: But and what you- was it as a kid when you were sitting there, what, what was the programs you were watching mm. that was driving this interest?
2: Uh, uh, well, you'll you prob- probably laugh, but I, I was always into things like um, The Big Breakfast, uh, even live and kicking on a Saturday morning. When it was talking, We're going back even further there. But I, I was truly excited by the fact you could have a live crew running around tfi friday another one what yeah. a show that was absolutely sensational people still remember it now mm-hmm. and and it dried up i don't know how or why it did but um nothing can beat live television the excitement of, of the of the whole thing anything can happen um
0: you haven't mentioned blue peter because that's no, very I, exciting I, i'm not going to <laughs> <laughs> but i have to say the, the Live and kicking, I remember. And I remember when the Big mm. Breakfast first started. And that was an amazing. That was just mm. something brand, not brand new, but the whole genre of it was very different from what we'd been watching beforehand. So I can yes. see where yeah. the interest comes from that. Because it was a great program. Yeah. T- TGI Friday. TFI. TFI yeah. was good. Was good as well. That yeah. was Chris Evans. Yeah, that was Chris Evans. Yeah. And the other one was Johnny Vaughan.
2: Johnny Vaughan, Denise Van Alton. There was a, there was a host
1: of Oh, and John hosted one with... Um, what
0: was his name? Russell's in love with Elton John.
1: I love Elton John. Um, can't yeah. beat a bit of Elton thank you very much he'd love to beat Elton let <laughs> 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 you duet with Elton not necessarily beat him well you know, Elton's
2: Elton's one of the few people on, on my list of people I still haven't seen that I really need to see in concert and I'm not sure how much longer we've got well he's you on know. his
1: final tour yeah. now right? didn't From he cancel year?
2: a show in Bangkok about 10 years ago
1: uh, I saw him in Bangkok
2: did you oh maybe you did play
1: it one. wasn't 10 years ago I remember five or so wasn't at a no, concert it? either yeah <laughs>
0: That Soy Cowboy popped <laughs> up again. All of a sudden. One and it wasn't one the of his real parties <laughs> at Soy Cowboy. It wasn't
1: the real one.
0: Um so that piqued your interest, going back to the live, just the running around. But why mm. the cameraman side of it? You just mm. wanted to ta- you wanted to be the one taking the imageries. I imageries? Think it's
1: just my Images. Thank you. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um well I just I just love cameras. The tec- the technical side of it. Um I love being behind the camera. Always. Not so keen on being on front in front of it, but uh yeah, for me I just um just getting something, it doesn't really matter what it is, a live event or uh, or an interview with someone, I take great pride in making that person look as good as possible. you have interest in the,
1: the, the production of what was going on, producing what was happening in front of it? Say that again, sorry? Did you have an, a keen interest in the production? Yeah. The, the entire production, of yeah, what you're be. filming, or was it just, I want to be the guy that's filming it and making it?
2: Yeah, um, well, no, the, definitely the whole production. So yeah, much okay. so that when I got into this industry, uh, most people start off as a runner. So they go around making the tea, passing around messages. And the great thing about that, I mean, it is badly paid, but the best thing about that is you get to see every single department and you get to understand how things are put together. And you can kind of form your own opinions on what you want to do in the future when you start running around from the art department to the camera department and makeup and um, so I did that on, on many different shows, uh, but but yeah, the camera was always the best and the most exciting thing for me. Um, when I was 19, my, my, I think my first job, or one of my first jobs was at Wimbledon, which is, you know, currently running at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, Wimbledon Tennis. And uh, I was hired by NBC America. So I was there for three weeks, or four, four weeks, because there was some time before and after the tournament, running around with... Um, all these tennis players and Sue Barker and people like that. And I really got to see how how it was in the live environment, finally. And, uh, it, you know, it's extreme pressure, but it, damn, it's fun.
0: But you see finished school and gone on to college, mm. university? Yeah, I went off to college. And what did you study there?
2: That was uh, a generic media production <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah. cringe when I say that because everyone's like, oh, I did media studies. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I did media studies, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you do learn stuff, um, uh, stuff you didn't really care about as well, like print. For me, that wasn't, um, you yeah. know, I didn't want to be a journalist. Uh, but I did get to learn about radio production and, and TV and film. And then after college, uh, did I worked for two years and then decided at the age of 20 that I really should go to university. Uh, or, or I might regret it in the future. So I went to university in Canterbury in the very southeast of the UK and...
0: The Garden um, of England. I the believe. Garden of England, Kent.
2: Mm. Yeah, um, Canterbury, a stone's throw from the cathedral. In fact, that's where I graduated, in the cathedral. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, there I studied. It was more specific film and TV studies um, where you really got your hands on with some proper broadcast equipment and avid editing and stuff like that. And okay. that was... Uh,
0: that was pretty interesting. So then you got into the camera, camera. So you did the runner for a little Ooh. while, working on. it. Is there any shows that you can mention?
2: Um, yeah, well, let's say a runner forward slash uh, assistant of some sort. Uh, it, it, it kind of all started with uh, something called Fimbles, which is a children's TV show, uh, BBC One, uh, which is a bit of a, a bit similar to Teletubbies. And that was um, about three miles away from where I grew up at Bray Studios. It's a very small place, Bray Studios, but it's famous because that's where they made the the Hammer Horror films with Christopher Lee (laughs) um, decades ago. Uh, So got that job um, with my qualifications, which definitely helps because I did ask them. (laughs) <laughs> I said did it, did it help that I went to university and they said yes and I said what else and they said that you live three miles away yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, not necessarily in that order <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah so I took it but interesting one of the first jobs they gave me was to uh, write the rejection letters to everybody else that didn't get the job so I kind of wow I kind of enjoyed that I kind of enjoyed that dear so, friend I'm I was, sorry you didn't get the I'm job sorry, you, you were just perfect but I got it experience. instead you didn't <laughs> have the relevant experience Here's a little picture of me yeah. writing this letter yeah. in yeah. the office yeah. <laughs> doing
1: the job that you didn't get <laughs> exactly, yeah, that was, that was a funny
2: one. Um, and then after that, they did a spin-off show, another uh, off, a spin-off show of, the, of this kid's TV show called The Roly Mo Show. Roly Moe was a character in Fimbles, and he got his own show, a bit like Joey did from Friends, or Kasia yeah. did from Cheers, and that was in Harlesden in northwest London. And I was still a runner at that point, or maybe a, maybe a bit more of an assistant, but I then had to travel from Maidenhead into London every day, which is a bit grueling, you know, Maiden head to Paddington, then yeah. jump on the underground, Harlesden walk and It can be a bit rough around there as well when you finish late at night.
0: <laughs> a bit like Soy Cowboy.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Getting
1: off the BTS. You know?
2: So yeah, well then sort of sort of, hop scotched around from job to job production company to production company as you do. You never stay with these, uh, these gigs for very long. Well, but that was probably the longest reigning one I did have with, uh, with that company. So as
0: a runner stroke, when did the first mm. camera job kind of come in the cabbage sorry different. you keep on trying to have a you can have a slurp A come slurp. On. it's black coffee we, we, we'll yeah.
1: talk amongst ourselves because we're ooh. in we're in bake well, slurping black coffee and I, I just want to point ooh. just while we're in
0: Blake is a little uh, drop in plug uh, yeah for them um, I just got finally Russell I got a what is this coffee called Art Zang coffee whatever it is I finally got a loyalty card finally only today good to know there you go anyway you've had your coffee now
1: I've had a sip good yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry. So the first ever camera
1: camera gear. role.
2: Okay. Well, I never. I never actually. I never actually went on to being a studio or outside broadcast cameraman per se. I did go to. I did become an assistant. Um, so let me think. Why did that happen? Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to mentally go through my CV in my head. Um, <laughs> well. Okay. Well, what I can remember is that I went from. I went. I took the leap going from TV into corporate video, and the reason the reason I did that was I do. I am very fortunate. that I've done television, film, and video, and there, that really doesn't happen very often. Everyone in film sticks to film. Everyone in TV sticks to TV. And corporate is a very different thing altogether. But the great thing about corporate video is, you're on a salary, nine to five. You sit at your desk, and you've got your telephone, and you you, you get your paycheck at the end of the month. And that was a huge thing because into in the TV business you really don't know when you're going to get the next job and it is a slightly incestuous industry and it can be quite tough to get to the top as well people kind of look after themselves um, and it, it did get to that stage a lot where you'd just be unemployed for a little while and it, it was I had I had to rethink my strategy is that something I want to be doing for the rest of my life and a lot of my friends right now to this day are still doing that and they're okay with it but it wasn't it wasn't for me because I I need the security. That's just the way I am. So I ended up going into corporate video and uh, and and that is literally as it sounds. You're you're making marketing and sales videos for for companies big and small um, around around the UK. And then I was behind the camera, but we'd bring in freelancers and stuff like that. Um, and I was in a more producer and directorial role there as the same thing I'm doing now actually. I'm well, doing corporate but, video now. So which,
1: do you and do you have any any background any experience with things like sort of marketing and advertising because ultimately that's mm. what you're doing
2: yeah it, it, it is a lot so of you've people got to have a certain that. angle yeah. that knows
1: how how that kind of puts together right
2: yeah um it's the whole package and for sure like you can't write a script for some for someone and, and not know anything about marketing yeah or not know anything about sales so it's there but arguably i think sales is almost part of any job but yeah for sure you do you do have to know about some of that stuff and, and when i was working in in the corporate world in the UK, then that my, I remember my boss back then, um, he was very much into that type of thing, uh, Barry. If you're listening, Barry, uh, so <laughs> Barry, Barry, yeah. So he was um, he very very smart with stuff like that, <laughs> and um, I picked up a lot, um, and it's helped that's helped me a lot now. So um, yeah, Wait, that's sorry, to
0: I just. My brain's kicking. When you say corporate video, all I'm thinking of Alan Partridge and the farming one where he's trying to, and then the farmers throw a cow on him when he's on the boat. Just, that's in my head.
2: Um, No, that's one of the best comedy episodes of all time. (laughs)
0: you before you went into the corporate stuff, you did mm. film. Yeah, a uh, little, little what, what, a little film? Is there anything that we might know? Yes. Um, oh, but it, but it was a, it
2: was a, a, And what, it, what, did you have? The lead role, star role? <laughs> uh, well, in Why my mind, X-Men? I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah in a, in a low capacity of a sort of assistant type of uh, on the floor role. Um, Johnny English was the was one, oh, the yeah, one of them. Okay. Um, with Rowan Atkinson yeah. and uh, John Malkovich, mm-hmm. who to this day is still one of the nicest people I've ever met um yeah johnny english and uh, clash of the titans was the last one i did before I the original one in black <laughs> and white with the, the mo- that's brilliant yeah. yeah i
0: wish you had done that one i, know, I so love that I. movie
2: so do i but no it was the it was the the, the remake with um sam worthington and liam neeson and Gemma Arterton okay. and um other people um but yeah the the the, the lifespan of film for me was very short-lived um TV was a TV was a big one. Like so, I got into the life stuff eventually. There was the the Vina McCall stuff on Saturday okay. night. Um, um, trying to go through it. There. Yeah, actually, there was loads of camera stuff. It's all just come to me. I yeah. remember <laughs> now. Yeah, there was, there was. But anyway, do you ask go, that question w- again? So, yeah. how much yeah. camera work did you? Yeah. Do? You do edit these, don't you? No, not yeah, yeah. now. Okay. This is brilliant. Um, yeah, so there, there was some camera stuff. Uh, for for more four, do you remember more four? Is that still? A I lot remember more four. four yeah, so yeah. But yeah. Uh, so there's a bit of film, uh, lots of TV, um, some sports and uh
1: did you have a particular interest in certain genres or ideas or folk? like like not I particularly to get into live sport or I particularly wanted to get into you know, news or or um or just kids entertainment programs. shows or kids' programme, whatever it was. No, not really a specific
2: genre. I just okay. um I always fancied the live stuff, full okay. stop really. Um Yeah, I'm still enthralled by it. You know, like, are you watching uh, Peter Crouch's thing that he's doing on BBC at the moment after, no, after the game? No, i Crouch's late Euros. Yeah, I watch those shows and I go, man, I'd love to work on that. I just love, I just love the camaraderie of the, of what goes on, and and uh, it, it's stressful and, and very pressurized environment, but it's uh, it's rewarding as, as hell. So,
0: so let's jump forward a bit. So in 2009, you decided after holidays, 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 mm. that Phuket or Bangkok. Thailand was for you was there a major reason why you left the UK apart from the murder charge that you're running away from or was there another reason <laughs> it was
2: mainly the murders three of them mm. oh it was there three you did mm, okay yeah. I've only got the two on I've the i yeah, to be fair that's right. true. yeah and a host of other offenses yeah um, well I think no. Bank. I mean yeah Bangkok was uh, the place I flew to uh, first and and the only place I had in my mind and did you have
1: to come um, no. yeah, yeah. did you <laughs> have <laughs> time to come to or was it a case of I'll pack my bags, fuck off, and I'll wing it when I get here.
2: Uh, I had nothing to come to at all. I, I sold up everything in the UK, my car and everything, uh, and, and came over here. And I remember you know, arriving this time at Samanabum Airport and looking at the the Going
0: billboards. straight to Soy Cowboy because you knew how to get there this <laughs> I time. I knew how to get there. I took my jumper off, and I, and I, went,
2: and I went straight there. Yeah, benefit um, of experience. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But did
0: you, but you didn't even think I'm going to set up a, a production company, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Or you just thought, I'm just going to, I just need to get away from everything. I'm 24.
2: No, at this point I'm 29. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm 29. Mm.
0: I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I'm stressed no, I, out, I, middle
2: I, age. I absolutely knew that I wanted to come here and do what I've always done. Uh, television, Thai television. Um, which you might laugh over now because that's just not going to happen, is it? <laughs> I mean, have you seen it? Yeah. Um, they I break, love the live the, yeah, Thai stuff. The, the, it's a, brilliant. The thing is that um, they don't they don't actually employ um, foreigners. Very very they don't not very often for Thai television. It doesn't happen. Um, so I did get into it a bit, um, but it wasn't really for me. So it was about concentrating on the corporate stuff. And that's really, that was extremely hard. I sent a letter to every single company in this country trying to get a job in video. And I met them as well, networked, uh, had coffee with them, had beer with them. You know, there's the Mania Center in Bangkok, in, uh, in Plurn Chit, where lots of big companies are, including the BBC, when you've got Jonathan Head walking around mm-hmm. doing all of his broadcasts from Asia and he's, he's you know, doing his red shirt business in Bangkok, he's in the Mania Center. And I'm in there going, yeah, this is it. This is where I want to be. But I just couldn't land the job. I really couldn't. And uh, were you looking for a full time job? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, but what I did before I flew over here was I did a CELTA course, which is the level above the, the top level of uh, TEFL teaching English as a foreign mm. language for a month at vast expense. Um, as a fullback if I couldn't get what I wanted to get so you I didn't get, want to uh, play
0: midfielder up front then exactly <laughs> yeah.
2: right exactly right yeah. Yeah. it's a good football joke yeah. wasn't
0: yeah,
1: it yeah, like yeah, well yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: thank you very topical yeah very topical Yeah. Um,
0: oh I don't, this comes out next Tuesday we're recording this on oh, Friday okay. at Bakes so it comes out on Tuesday yeah. so we're either going to be really happy or not or not
2: well I think we should still be happy to have got this far
0: second best team in Europe yeah Whatever happens.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so back to your fallback.
0: Or in Europe, Mm -hmm. whichever way you want to look at it. (laughs) It's true, yeah. It's a bit
1: cheeky, though, isn't it? Leaving Europe, popping back to win the tournament, and fucking off again. But anyway.
0: I'm very happy about
2: it. (laughs) Very happy about the win, I mean. Yeah. (laughs) But, but, um, yeah, it's funny, after what happened to us at the Eurovision Song Contest, (laughs) nil and then all of a sudden we turn around and absolutely nail this home. (laughs) Something to smile about. Not yet.
0: (laughs) <laughs> didn't well, Italy win the Euros uh, the Eurovision Song Contest as well I yes think they did, they, they they did, did didn't yes. they yeah. so we're going to re- reverse the roles wow yeah, yeah. interesting well let's fingers crossed that we're either really happy mm. or we're um, not maybe I'll oh I can't I edit this on Monday so yeah we've got time to put in the yeah. cheers from England yeah. or the sorrow yeah. let's hope for cheers <laughs> yeah. so anyway so you had a fullback of teaching English
2: yeah the, yeah I, I, so I did, it, I did do that for a little while Chula Longhorn University have got like a sister company and I was doing some of that part time and that was like, you know, some 700 baht an hour type thing, you know, teaching kids on a Saturday. But I have to be honest, you know, my heart wasn't in it. And it has to be when you're teaching any, any, uh, any age. Um, and I, I, en- I ended up getting a job at an education agency where basically wealthy Thais will go and speak to a consultant with their very high grades and their very good English and choose a course at a specific university somewhere in the world. So they'd come to me and say, James, I want to go and study in London. Here are my grades. And then that's it. They go off next year and, and uh, you know, and go for it at vast expense. Um, but that, that just didn't work. That gig didn't work because they didn't really want to speak to me in English. And that's the honest truth. They didn't really want to speak to me in English. They, there's a lot of money at stake. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of pressure for them. So they'd rather, you know, they'd rather speak to people in Thai. That was cool, but it was a great job. And that was my big my big stepping stone when I got here because... When I, when I lost that job, um, the owner, Kunjar, her sister, is the top dermatologist in Thailand. She trains doctors around the world, she's on TV talking about skincare. She was opening a clinic um, and she wanted me to do all of her marketing video and photos. Um, and from there, I went to the hospital where she was working full time where I was doing all of these treatment videos and stuff.
0: And you had the gear with you, did you?
2: Um, no, I, they had to, they had to buy it. It was a, it was small, small scale budget mm-hmm. stuff, um, which, which was fine. Cause you know, at this point by this year, uh, you could get cheap stuff for, you know, HD equipment quite, quite cheaply. So that was, that was a lot easier. Um, and I was working at the hospital for her and, um, the owner of the hospital chain said, who's the Farang? Because it was 700 staff and this is in the south of bangkok where it was rare to see a foreigner Mm. and she said who's the foreigner and and she said well he's this is james he's doing some stuff for me she said well he's doing it for me now for the whole chain so yeah i went had an interview with her and her her staff and the executives and and landed a full-time job doing the videos for the whole uh group um on the proviso this is a funny one that i also teach english on the side to the nurses when they (laughs) get bored (laughs) <laughs> and I said yeah, yeah. Okay. okay but funnily <laughs> enough I managed to put my salary up a little bit more to do that Right. okay. <laughs> so yeah that that was um, that was an interesting
1: one brilliant so that got you that got you stuck into Bangkok oh. and is that what you were doing for the two years that you were there
2: yeah almost two years okay. um, other little bits on the side but it was mainly it was all medical stuff okay. medical script writing medical filming I was filming there's a lot of
1: medical issues in Bangkok but that's a yeah. separate issue we'll get into Saw a cowboy for you, right? Exactly
2: right. I've seen it. I've seen it all. <laughs> I mean, at one point, they asked me to film a sex change. Deadly silence in Bake. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> was it you
0: a point, point of view sex change or was they it... Did, they,
2: that is the truth. That is the truth. I was filming arthroscopic surgery, all sorts of knees being cut open and soaring of uh, bone and burning of flesh. Um, and it was rough, but but So you were in the
0: actual... The rooms when they were doing this, yeah. filming. So you're yeah. fully scrubbed up. I was, yeah. yeah with your camera and shoving yeah. your camera into people's faces. No, while no, they're I
2: was so, so far away from them on, on the telephoto lenses. They were so funny about being anywhere near anything. If I just moved my elbow, they would go crazy. So, which was good. It's good to see. But yeah, I did. I was in there with my scrubs filming lots of operations. And so when did... <laughs> <laughs> when did
0: scrubs yeah. is a very different term to me. Yeah. When, when did the vertigo video production when did the, the dream of that company come about
2: um, I'll interject a little uh, sub story very very quickly because what happened was I came down to Phuket
0: sorry I think the police are in here are they after you is this murder I thing hide, they were listening hide, hide the beer yeah. hide the beer
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no I came down to Phuket after Bangkok um, to do video production here um, and, and that was for five and a half years I, I think it was five and a half years and then from there, decided to open up Vertigo. Yeah. That was the police, wasn't it? Mm. Yes. I wasn't lying. I'm, I'm whispering down the microphone. It was so a five o. Yeah. <coughs> I'm not sure. If yeah, he's looking at us. What's that thing in his hand? It's
0: all right. I got my work permit and my passport on me, my visa.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It looks like we're doing a news broadcast.
0: That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they think you're Tim from the Tiger because you both got similar haircuts. We have, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we won't mention anything more about that. Moving <laughs> on then. Yeah, movie yeah. on. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, sorry. When you left Bangkok to come to Phuket... Mm. Um, what was the switch there why did you decide to bail from one to the other
2: um it, it was because i i got a phone call when i was filming in bangkok um from uh you know the absolute group mm. yeah you do because i think that's where i first met you jason yes when, um and, and i came down here to film for them a so very
0: reputable company i may add
2: well they, they, they treated me well you know, were you so working
0: quite close with charlotte then yeah. 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 Charlotte and, 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 Charlotte and
2: Mike and, and Brian and yeah. Um,
0: and in all fairness, the the one good thing about or not, the, but there is a few good things about Timeshare and Absolute hmm. is they were very good at pushing out great content. Yeah, the content that they were producing was really engaging and really good, and attracted lots of people, which was what it was designed for. Yeah, sure. So there are great positives sure. about that, and it's you were about working the, on
2: that. About the tra- yeah, for sure. The, I was doing all the video for them, so yeah, it's about the transparency. You get to see what what the product's all about, and lots of testimonials and things like that to see what the what the customers thought, and um, and yeah, it did well. Just it, did, a, it did do well.
1: On a side of that, you were work you were employed by the group in Bangkok to work solely for them. Yeah, the hospital group. Yeah. The hospital group. Right? Yeah. But then you got a call from Absolute to come and do stuff down here in Phuket. So yeah. how does that...
2: Uh, that's because um, this is a bit of a strange one and it's, it's, it's a bit lucky really. But um, a friend of mine, uh, Jason Hull, who's the owner of vertigo uh, not vertigo that's me <laughs> uh, the, the owner of um, element 38 creative agency in chalong uh, with operations in the uk as well was that a good pitch they did really well yeah, then yeah okay. yeah i'll, I'll um, take all that out and then i'll yeah, 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 charge I'll we'll just come up with something else yeah. um well he's the one actually because he he got called don't ask me the answer to this one because i don't know but he got the job at absolute in phuket from the uk you know with a full expert package that we all dream of and then uh I one day on Facebook, I saw him in Phuket working and I'm in, up in Bangkok and I said, what the, what's going on? And then I uh, came down here on a weekend or something, you know, booze, booze trip type thing. And I said to him, if anything ever comes up for video, let me know. And, um, and then a few months later, he said something's come up. So yeah, there were, there were a few, few phone interviews and stuff. And then I came down to meet the GM uh, for an interview on a Friday night, flew down after work. Um, and, and that was it. Got the job. So it, it was it was really different because I I was in South Bangkok where there was like I said no foreigners mm. really. Every day I went to mo- went to work on a motorbike and it was Phalang motorcycle Phalang motorcycle from <laughs> the kids. And then I came here and I was literally in Bangla Road where the, where the, the design office yeah, was. Yeah. Um, so it actually took me quite some time to actually like Phuket. Even though I'd been here many times, I really couldn't get to grips with it for ages. Mm. It took me a long time. Now it's like home but it took some getting used to
0: yeah I mean when you're thrown into Bangalore Road for a, mm. as your yeah. first experience I mean and it is full-on down there and also mm. with it with with the companies you you're working for especially times that full-on as well yeah so everything's mm. really 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 that really really thing on.
2: about the job though because because every day was different you know they were so good at things like parties and events yeah. and stuff and it was just um, there was always they're always just shifting onto something new and it was just kept it really vibrant and interesting um
0: they did well I, I met robbie fowler through oh yeah Absolute. yeah
2: that was slightly before my time that was oh was it yeah it was because i heard about it um i met phil Tufnell.
0: yeah he was guy. over here i played hmm, cricket with him on the it. beach when they were like over an here. island
2: yeah so i filmed you then yes <laughs> That's yes why i filmed you then yeah okay. yeah <laughs> right
0: okay. and that was the one film we did then there was that private film <laughs> that you and i did yeah. that was a great one yeah that was lovely um, First, Strap yeah. on Dreams, it was called.
1: Oh, oh. oh, that's a visual. Oh, dear. Tell us more about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, at least you know the title oh, for the podcast. Dear. Yeah, we could do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Strap on, G- Strap James on James Dreams. Strap on Dreams with Lord James. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's brilliant. I'm sure I've seen that movie. I must have done. Um. So you did Absolute for a little while. We <laughs> were all kind of yeah. Yeah. putting dirty thoughts out of our brain. Mm. After Absolute? That's when Vertigo was, yeah, that was the it. dream um, came. Yeah,
2: April two thousand and seventeen. Uh, it was just a case of wanting to. Uh, well, I was getting lots of, I was getting lots of inquiries to to film stuff in my own time, with my own gear, mm. which I was doing at the weekends, and it got to the point where I just thought, well, can you? As much as I really did like the job, um, I wanted to spread my wings, and work for different companies, different genres. Mm. Um, and different you know, different industries and travel travel around uh, the, the whole country mm-hmm. and that's what I do now I, I, I'm not really in Phuket all the time even though I live in Phuket we have an office in Phuket an office in Bangkok and we kind of travel Between the depending day. on which which job we want to take which is always the, the idea really
0: mm. but you've done some amazing stuff in the last few years mm-hmm. and especially the, what the one project that I've or the one thing that I want to highlight is you did the drone shot over phuket over patong didn't you yeah that how many views was it in the end a million trillion thousand no well not not quite that high
2: not quite that high on, fa- on facebook it was half a million on facebook I don't but it got about picked up by, by yeah it was picked up by um a few news channels um channel seven in thailand mm. uh thai pbs um and bloomberg and that was States. just
0: a, a purely a drone shot of just the emptiness
2: it was. It was a, it was a drone shot of it was a drone shot of the height of the most busy beaches just after they closed them down. Mm. Because I thought to myself, no one's ever seen this before. Yeah. Ever. Ever. So I'm unlikely to see it again. Yeah. Wow. The chances are extremely slim. Mm. So I, and the weather was fantastic. So took the drone. Patong, Karon, Kata, Nihan, not Nihon, yeah, Naihan, Promtep, uh, Surin, and blue skies clear water not a single person on the sand and i was kind of blown away when i was filming it and i thought well the only thing this needs now is the right piece of music Mm -hmm. and um i put it together and i remember finished editing it at five five in the morning went to bed and then at nine o'clock in nine in the morning i woke up and it had like five thousand views and i thought that's that's weird uh and then it just skyrocketed and the number of shares and stuff Mm -hmm. and people from all over the world were commenting on this thing like how how much it had moved them and stuff and you know grown men saying that they'd, they cried watching it and stuff and <laughs> what music did you quite, use well it was just a, it was royalty free I just a generic one it was just it was a it was a sort of epic cinematic type yeah. thing which it was in it was kind of you might find it under the inspirational yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, meta tag or something but also a bit sentimental and um huh. And that was, that was all it was. I just did it because there were, what else? What else was there to do at it, that point? It, it's everything interesting. Was
0: down. No, you're, you're right because currently there's yeah. so much stuff you could do because I was thinking what a great time to do zombie apocalypse movies yeah. <laughs> with everything being dead and shut down. You know, yeah. then now is a time to get that content without paying millions and millions of dollars to clear get rid area. of people to clear the area. Yeah. So it's something that I thought that more people would do would be taking advantage of this. But I guess that
2: I think those films will come out next year oh right yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. there we go go. they're they're all in production now I think they really are I think you're right
0: because what a a great time to do that kind of stuff yeah
2: and and things like you know like this things you can that type of media that you can do anywhere Mm. Um, they've all they've all skyrocketed and uh, live streaming live streaming something we took on board in April last year i had done live streaming before but didn't didn't have the equipment so bought it here, and, and I'll do live streaming all the time. Multi-camera live streaming. Well, that's
0: what the thing, because I looked at doing multi-camera live streaming about three years ago, and at that point, it was like, right, it's going to be quite expensive, just for me personally. And I wasn't a film person. What's the word? A, a cameraman. cameraman. Thanks. <laughs> um, but I always wanted to do... I wanted that whole live with with three or four different cameras, and then just go from... And the the technology was there, but like I said, it was quite expensive, and it wasn't user friendly for, for for me for a basic thing. Mm. But you were doing stuff at Head Start recently, yeah. yeah. As well, doing your live stuff.
2: Uh, that wasn't live. That was a light. It was live vision mixed. So we had like four or five cameras on their uh, annual recital. Because um, I know uh, I know the guys at Head Start very well for a few years now. Um, so we've we've done quite a few things for them, and they asked us if we could go, go, you know go and film the the recitals. So that was a case of using the same equipment to to record the feed out of each camera and vision mix it live, which means the editing process is much faster. Um, so, yeah, but no, that wasn't live, but some other stuff has been. Um, what do you like
0: working on? What's your
2: my favorite thing is interviews.
0: You Be- interview them or recording?
2: Um, no, me recording. I don't like I don't necessarily like asking the questions. But, um, I just, Nor do we. Not to be way. fair,
1: no. yeah. sucks. I,
2: I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> fair point. No, but I, I just like I like making people look as good as possible on camera. I I I, I honestly do. The, the lighting setup, the the sound quality, what mic I want to use, how mm. I want to hide the mic, the angle, the framing. Whether it's one camera or two, is it four K? Am I going to crop in and pretend I've got a Phantom second camera? You know it, the. the the possibilities are endless and I find it pretty interesting. I just love interviews, especially in Bangkok because I can fly up there with minimal equipment and film an interview, a corporate interview, and come straight back. Uh, they're awesome.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of one of the reasons I like the podcast. And th- with this setup that I've got here in Bake, in Shantale, <laughs> um, coffee's it- amazing, by the way. <laughs> and I get a little stamp for it. Um, but I can jo- go anywhere, and we have gone anywhere. And that was a lot of people said, "Oh, why don't you do the Joe Rogan style of mm. you know podcast?" And to mm. me, that's not a podcast; that's a video show. Yeah, it was a podcast when we first started out, but I think this this is just an audio podcast. And like I said, we've taken this to bake. We went to Coffee Lab last week. We can go anywhere with this setup, and we, just we can go anywhere. On.
1: But we tend to focus on coffee shops. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's true.
2: Bars, yeah, yeah. When, they, when they open up, maybe we know we had
0: we yeah. we tried one in a. One night at a bar. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. Really they were too too rowdy. Rowdy.
1: It's just too hectic. It's yeah. too
0: hectic, and people were a bit more. I don't know. It just didn't kind of work. So yeah. we decided that Friday coffee shops. That's the way forward.
1: Mm. Um, where did the name Vertigo come from? Is so it a Hitchcock reference? Or are you scared of heights?
2: You, you officially are the fourth person who ever actually tweaked that. Okay, the fourth person the, uh, out of everyone I've ever met. Oh, right, okay, okay, so my, my name. My name is James Stewart. James Stewart was the actor in the film Vertigo. Yes. Yeah. So I was playing badminton in uh, Landon House in Chalong with a few of the lads. And they said, what are you going to call this company? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm All sorry. right, no, not badminton. <laughs> basketball. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. It was basketball, definitely. Yeah. And then we was had beers badminton afterwards. with the boys. It was lovely. No, it was bus- basketball and beers, Jay. Right, okay. Um, and shots. Um, and they said, what are you going to call this company? And I said, I really don't care, honestly. And they said, name a, name a Hitchcock film. Um, and I said uh, Rear Window and everyone went Rear Window Films that's a cool name and uh, I said and then it's just for said, a certain type of film to be fair yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's
0: a meatloaf song
2: what Rear Window
0: well that's Objects in the Rear the view, view Mirror Seem Closer close than, than They,
2: they Are ah uh, yes okay
1: Battle of Hell 2 yeah
0: that'd be a long name for your company it though, would yeah, yeah imagine fair. that on a business yeah.
1: card that's and this <laughs> one's
2: already long enough you <laughs> yeah. want to write that in a- .com
0: and the name of your company hey <laughs> <Three. laughs> thank you very much be your week so, <laughs> yeah.
2: What well, someone back then said. Back the to n- badminton. Na- yeah. Na- <laughs> na- name another uh, badminton referenced uh, film. And I said, um, Vertigo. And everyone went, that's it. Vertigo.
1: I've so never
0: heard of the film Vertigo, to be fair. Oh, yeah? oh, okay. Yeah, you have. No, I haven't. I can name Hitchcock's film, would be Psycho and Birds. Is it Birds? Yeah. Well, Vertigo
2: is yeah. more famous than Birds. Is it really? Yeah. Mm. Like, if you look at the top. 10 films ever made on Google right now I guarantee you whatever website you go to Vertigo's in the top you know what, 10 I'm going to watch
0: Vertigo because I, I I do like Hitchcock and I think yeah. he changed the genre of movies for yeah. uh, uh, you know and I like watching those kind of epic people that in, in history have changed things and I'd like to watch that one so I'll be watching Vertigo tonight with the kids is yeah. it alright with the kids or not
2: uh, yes it is, yeah, I it is. So. I'd just be bored
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: to be fair, they, yeah they live with me to be fair long, yeah, so yeah. they probably like the time the oh, okay. time off just okay. that I'm not super jebbing lock them in a room with James Stewart the actor
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because my name's James Matthew Stewart Walker go, so yeah mm. um, Russell
1: um, you've travelled a fair bit right yeah uh, and in all of your travels have you come to the conclusion like the rest of us that the earth is indeed flat
2: yes definitely excellent finally yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. Don't look at me, it's Russell's question
1: Okay, fair enough um, Yeah, it's flat, it's yeah, flat I, Russell good. Yeah. I, good, good to know, okay yeah. um, What sort of things have you got on your bucket list? Um, Well take I, can, I,
2: can, I, I can name I can, Pause I can I'll put really it into well two on categories One is professional and one is uh,
0: just pure pleasure right, Let's go professional let's first let Let's take, Wait, what? Professional first, because that'll be the boring stuff
1: That's true
2: yeah, correct. Let's get the boring mm-hmm. stuff are out we of can the way. to edit it out anyway. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the bucket list for the for, for work is literally just to um, scale up so that Vertigo could really truly operate in the UK and in Asia. Mm-hmm. Best of both worlds. Family and scale friends. Scale heights. Yeah, family and friends are in, well, friends are here too, but family's in the UK, um, and it would be good to be able to go backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. Um which we I, I opened up an office in in the UK last year, last August, last July. Is um, that in your parents' shed? No, it's a real <laughs> it's a it's a very real thing, but but it's um it's small scale. Okay. But you have to start somewhere. Sure. So that that's um that's the plan. So it's going to be Phuket and Bangkok and um and the UK. Mm. Uh, and we've opened uh, we opened recently a studio in um in Phuket, which is um. Pretty special sound, sound treated. Um, I'd like to call it a sound stage. But it's a studio where um, you know you can bring in sets, and uh, we can do live streams, interviews, videos, video podcasts, Jay Russell, <laughs> that type of thing. Um, so that's that. That's, that's, that's wha-
0: interesting. Sorry to. Where's jump it based? In. Yeah, in Katu. Okay. Because there isn't any. Because I was, mm. I've actually been doing a business plan for a company that was looking to open a media suite mm. similar to that. Because there is nowhere you can go. Mm. As a uh, a freelancer, or if you're a, you know a small business, to go and do something like that.
2: Yeah, true. Um, there's, there's so the, many in Bangkok, but down in ba- in Phuket, there's, there's nothing. There's really. nothing I know um, of
0: one green screen on the island that mm-hmm. I could go and use, and that's at the Phuket News towers.
2: But that's it. Yeah. Well, we the studio is actually in Phuket News Towers, but it's not what you're thinking of. It's a different it's a different space. Okay. So we're we're in the same building because they got they got extra. Space haven't they just? Um, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, they have. So, that's that's kind of the last few months that's kind of been spec out. Um, so that's where the location is going to be. Uh, great parking. Look forward to that.
0: It's, it is great parking and it is very accessible
1: from every it, angle.
2: It, it is right in the center of the mm. island and you know, right opposite Tesco, big, big Tesco Lotus.
1: Um, you're basically in the DMZ of Phuket.
2: So it, like, that's it, really. Scaling up, scaling up, scaling up. Um, uh, so that's the professional side of it. But if you want to know what I want to do in terms of uh, fun and pleasure, I want to drive a Formula One car. Okay. It's on my bucket list. Who doesn't? I really need to do that, and it really should be at Silverstone.
1: Uh,
0: I've got no interest in driving a Formula One car. No? I would like to drive a rally car or maybe a um a rally cross car but
1: formula one i've never really been really that fussed about it no would you well well, you're gonna kind of have to but do you like the idea of of driving one or just being in the tandem and being taken around the no driving one absolutely tandem so you've got one seat no, that you, do you don't sit g- on Lewis's
0: lap, do you? He's <laughs> yeah. giving it a
2: ride—a special yeah. modified one for the, uh, the yeah. those day out trips around. Uh, <laughs> Just holding on or to the back, onto the spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Hold
1: on, Staying on a skateboard. <laughs>
0: but
2: you know, a tandem ride with a with, with Lewis Hamilton would be absolutely fine as well. I take that. Yeah, I take that. In a so, half bit. that'd be mental. Um,
0: take that or Lewis Hamilton, because take that are very different from Lewis um, Hamilton.
2: Okay. Yeah. Hamilton with a touch of Barlow. Oh, we not actually. I think yeah. that's a good mix. Yeah,
0: that's a nice dinner. I think.
1: Interesting. I think it, it is. Yeah. Good album, is a nice cover? Din- yeah. album
0: cover. Big great yeah. album cover.
2: Oh, my, my imagination's is running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah might as well. <laughs> um, anything else on your bucket list? Um, no, not really. I think um, you know my priorities in life are um, you know family, health, and, and and business. And to be honest, it's on the right track. Um, <laughs> if I if I had ac- accessibility to um easier accessibility which is a strange thing to say in these current times between the uk and here yeah t- you know to be quite honest with you that would be the goal mm. that would be the goal and then just travel around you know first cl- first class with my big cuban cigar and so right, i'm gonna go and see you guys tomorrow morning i'm gonna go fly back to the uk and then I'll go play back. play some again.
1: badminton and
2: play some badminton
1: and uh, soy cowboy and then yeah.
2: job's done badminton and soy cowboy <laughs> um, but yeah, Formula Formula One's
1: just
2: awesome, though, isn't it? I mean, you don't want to do you? Yeah, I'm really into
1: that. I was I into tell. it. Yeah. I yeah. was into it when <clears throat> I used to be back in the. Day. I'm less of it now. Uh, when Nigel um, Mansell was, that's when
0: I had yeah. my heyday of watching it, and Ayrton and, yeah. and Nigel Mansell. Back in the nineties. Yeah, back in the nineties. I guess that because it was, mm. you know, we didn't have the internet back then, but it was, you know, it was on on the Sunday, and you'd sit and watch it as a family. It was a mm. family thing, and my old man was in oil. And I think they were a sponsor of what, Williams. Literally, literally, literally yeah. he was just stuck in oil. We, just, yeah. we tried to get him out and get his DNA so we could make dinosaurs, but it just didn't happen. <laughs> well, that was Amber, wasn't it? On that note, should we stop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. Yeah, no, Formula 1's for me. Rallycross. Will Gollop. Rallycross on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Used to watch Saturday morning wrestling and then yeah. Rallycross on grandstand.
1: Oh, evening. Grandstand. And then later days. in the
2: day, we'll be Baywatch and Gladiators. Yes. Yeah. 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 And Blind Date. Yeah. And blind Date. <laughs> and You Bet. Do you oh, You bet. bet. With Matthew Kelly. Oh, God it's forbid. Let's, ex- let's extend this for 15 years. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about Matthew Kelly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm, maybe not. Yeah. He was stars in their eyes, was he? The yeah. well, yeah, he, was wasn't stars he? in yeah. their eyes.
1: And,
2: and yeah. And tonight, right, Matthew. Matthew,
0: I'm going to be Celine Dion.
2: Yeah. Do you remember the Freddie Mercury guy? No. Do you not remember? that no. was like that was like one of the 90s t- televisual moments this guy comes on and you don't know who he's going to be and he puts on the yellow jacket and just nails Freddie Mercury it was huge in I mean the not 90s. literally everyone was talking about him
0: no no that was that was that was <laughs> many other people <laughs> to be fair yeah. right getting <laughs> but not off on separate. live TV um, if people want to get hold of Vertigo Film Productions I'm sure we'll put the links in the description Vertigo Video Productions but yes sorry Vertigo yeah. Video yeah. Productions and film and live streaming and soon to be Media Suite owner yeah. Yep. what's it going to be called media suite or well, is it
2: well no no it's just it's just this, it hasn't really got a name it's just oh. the studio um a bit
0: boring you've got to
1: give it a name well maybe studio.
2: we will you've you've just brought up a new uh a, a new something else
1: list. i've got to think about yeah i'm stressed <laughs> out now yeah. Yeah. i can see how yeah. stressed out you look just chilled out yeah. there Yeah,
2: i mean it's it's um it's just the studio space. Um, well, it's bloody awesome studio space. Our office is in Phuket town. This is just a studio space. So it's okay. not like all the staff are in there working. So you can come in, you can rent just it. Just rent it out daily. Yeah, you and can rent yeah. it out. You. So I've spoken to a few people about this already and they want to start setting up their own like little TV shows and stuff. Come in on a Friday for an hour. And it's all branded up with their company. So that's kind of the plan. Um,
0: I think, honestly, James, I think that's a fantastic... Because like I said, yeah. I've been doing a business plan for another uh, company that are looking to do that. And so the fact that you've already done it is it just shows there is a market out there, especially mm. like you said, nowadays people are becoming their own media companies. Yeah. You know, you are now in control of your own media. You should yeah. be doing live TV or live video or live Facebook or yeah. live YouTube, whatever. Yeah. And doing more audio stuff as well. So if you want yeah. an audio program, come and see Shark 13 Productions. <laughs> <Yeah>. Check <laughs> out my new website, which I've... Finally launched. Finally launched. And I must yeah.
2: say I'm most impressed with your audio setup as well. It's very nice. Very nice.
0: It's very kind of you. Yeah. Thank you very much right on that note I'm taking <laughs> that compliment
2: <laughs> thank you my friend thank awesome. you very much for your time really thank appreciate you it thank you Jay much cheers, appreciated cheers Ross good luck mate. on Sunday boys yeah. yay. <laughs> <laughs> well no actually
0: we might, we've might. we already played oh <laughs> we've already played. yeah, so yeah so you just what now. a game on Sunday that, well, oh it's a great game yeah. I'm so proud pl- it's the first time I've ever seen the England play so well and we won good yay, yay. yay. Yeah, we've already pause oh dear poor game so sad cut what a game cheers guys thank you cheers mate bye Welcome to the outro. What are you? <laughs> what? Why do you do that? You sh- for the last few weeks, you've gone welcome to the outro straight afterwards, and now you don't say anything.
1: And it threw. You, and it still threw you completely. Didn't
0: throw me. I like James. So you start off with. No, no. Let's talk about James I'm Stewart. I'm
1: so excited about winning the European Championships. That was just the most amazing game I've ever seen. Oh uh, honestly, and just when Fra- Frank
0: Lampard came on, I mean, I was, didn't even <laughs> know he was in the squad. Unbelievable. Oh, we haven't voice tracked this right. very well, have we? Beep. <laughs>
1: Not from I'm Man so Bart. disappointed. Oh, sorry. Yeah, oh you were doing we d- it. Yeah, right, oh yeah. right, do the beep again. Beep. I'm so, I'm just distraught. I can't believe we lost. Or is, honestly. I mean, getting to the final was great, but to I mean, lose it. Harry like Kane,
0: when, he's, when his dinky fell out, when he <laughs> fell down, <laughs> I mean, you'd think he'd wear jockey shorts, really. <laughs> I mean, those, yeah, it was terrible. Anyway, well done, England, or.
1: Or not. <laughs> Commiserations,
0: England. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Um, James Stewart from Vertigo Video Productions. Well said.
1: Very interesting guy Nice guy really interesting yeah. guy, and also one of the coolest
0: and calmest people I think we've ever spoke to did you see the way he was just sat there really oh obviously listener can't see the way no, he was sat there relaxed same, just
1: the, the the vibe was very chilled I'd like to
0: work with him I, I guess when you're in a high pressured live video live movie or live streaming it is such a high pressure you need to be you need
1: to be a bit more chilled out and just relaxed with I'd it? be awful yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd pull my man bun out straight away. <laughs> no, I like James. Like I said, I've known him for. I, I didn't actually remember him from the absolute days, um, I, but obviously we met then.
1: Yeah, filming cricket.
0: Yes, playing cricket on the village coconut islands beach back in the day. What was Tuffnell like? I'd like
1: to meet Phil Tuffnell. He sounds like a great crack. Do you know what? The he was exactly the same as what he is on yeah, the TV. Can, yeah, uh, there was
0: no it. kind of difference. He was just kind of bubbly just and laughing, and now. just yeah. feel tough now and and stoned. <laughs> um, <laughs> if allegedly, by the way, I should say that I'm not sure oh if you joy. are still he stoned. Was just chilled. Yeah. yeah, he's just very chilled <laughs> out. 420 baby. Yeah. Um, but no, James, good guy. If you do need some professional film in done, I mean, we know a lot of filmmakers now. Yeah. Um, from different levels and different budgets, so mm. definitely. Let us know Definitely and we'll, we'll get you and we'll together and I'll get 10%. Thank all you very much. All the details
1: and links in the... That's right. And
0: also you get 10% off if you go and buy um, Red Hot Chili Peppers from what? Dewey Caribbean Sto- sponnets. I'm just advertising them. Right, okay, fine. Crack on. Barkcast. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Listener to the Jelly Shark and friends.
1: Preferably, hopefully. Oh, and Russell. Thank Sorry.
0: you. Podcast. Um, if you are interested in our other podcasts, we do have Barkcast, which is all about dogs. We've My astute colleague sat next to me, Mister Russell G. Russell. Big word for you. Thank you very much. Don't ask me to spell it. We also have a uh, property podcast. We also have a story time podcast. In fact, lots of podcasts we have. And yesterday, I spent uh, six hours recording stories with children and staff from KIS. So thank you very much. Story. It was. Yeah, it's a really (laughs) long story. (laughs) It's gonna just think it probably takes three times the time editing. So
1: but it's a two-hour story.
0: It's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah, good luck with uh, Anyway, that. if you do need to go and get your dog looked after. Well, or I would suggest, oh, sorry,
1: before we get to that, that the best place to go to find all of these amazing podcasts put Is together by Shark 13 Productions would be PhuketPodcast.com.
0: Or you can now go to Shark 13 Productions. That's Shark 13 Productions. Which is now live. Which is now live? It is live. I'm going to check it out this afternoon. Please don't comment on it because <laughs> <laughs> there'll be a lot of things that won't be working right now. Uh, anyway, if you've got a dog and you want your dog to be looked after, if you're going away, you want to go, for, especially it's summer holidays now for international it kids. If you're going away for the weekend or going away for a week, you can leave your dogs at K9 Point Academy. Just contact Russell at info at K9 Point Academy or just go to Facebook and search
1: K9 Point Academy.
0: There you go. Thanks, buddy. I plugged
1: you. Ooh, uh. Uh, thank you very much for Bake. For hosting us. Again, and for the coffee we're paying for when, no, I, say, I, when think I, I say
0: we I, I th- I, yeah you say we I think I'm paying for it this podcast costs me money you know it does listen if you, wanna <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> you thanks, want to advertise thanks us. you can say bye now bye now bye now
1: bye